Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 2. Here's Pastor Ryan. As you know, here at Calvary Chapel, we go through the whole Bible, verse by verse, and we've made it this far on Wednesday nights in the Old Testament. 2 Chronicles, chapter 2, and uh, we there? All right. And so, as you know, the Lord is with the new anointed king, King Solomon, the son of King David. David has has gone to be with the Lord, and so now his son is taking over, or has taken over, and God is with them, and God is blessing him. And uh, we read last time that uh, Solomon was strengthened within his kingdom, that the elders and the chiefs and all the leaders have, have submitted themselves to his leadership because the Lord was with them. And we know that King David, it was on his heart to build God a temple. He loved God and wanted to bless the Lord, but the Lord said no because he was a man of war and because he had shed too much blood. But God was blessed at his heart that David wanted to bless God with the house. And so the Lord said, I will give you a house, a a kingdom that will know no end. Speaking of the promise of the Messiah, the Savior of Israel and the world, Jesus Christ, who would come through his bloodline, his lineage one day. And so uh, it's a beautiful thing. That's why Jesus is the son of David, because he comes through the bloodline of King David. And, And so... As we know, King Solomon uh, was given the task to build uh, the temple. And uh, as Solomon and the elders sought God at Gibeon, they went down there with the caravan of the leadership of Israel and they took a thousand bulls that Solomon sacrificed to the Lord, showing his love for the Lord, his affection towards God, his wanting to Uh, live a life that honored the Lord, wanted Israel to be, you know, um, a nation that followed the Lord. And that evening, we read that the Lord appeared uh, to Solomon and said to him, what shall I give thee? What shall I give you? Ask anything, right? God said. And Solomon said to God, your people are like the dust of the earth in multitude. Give me wisdom. Give me knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this great people of yours? Then God replied to Solomon, because this was in your heart, and you have not asked for riches or wealth uh, or honor or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked long life, but have asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king, uh, uh, you have asked for wisdom and, or wisdom and knowledge are granted to you God says and I will give you riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings have had who were before you nor shall any after you have the like and so we read how God 
then began to prosper Solomon and that uh, even in Jerusalem silver and gold was as common as the the stones there on the road that there was just such prosperity because blessed is the nation that makes the Lord their God blessed is the king who makes the Lord is blessed are you and I if we make the Lord our God there is prosperity beyond words it begins spiritually but eventually the physical stuff comes into play as well and so we learn from his prosperity that we should have a heart like Solomon one to seek the Lord with all of our heart and if we seek him then the Lord will exalt us in due time Uh, seek to do good uh, and also seek to do a good job for the Lord that was Solomon's heart I just want to do a good job for that thing that you've called me to do. Being king, leading your people, there's so many of them. It's like impossible for one man to be able to judge these people. But the Lord gave him wisdom and knowledge to do so because his heart was just to do a good job for the Lord. And thus we should all have that same kind of heart. Lord, help me to have a good heart and wisdom and knowledge to do a good job for the thing that you've called me to do. And so we begin in, we continue in verse 1 of chapter 2. It says, Then Solomon determined to build a temple uh, for the name of the Lord and a royal house for himself. And I just love that first verse right away. Solomon determined to build a temple. He was a determined man, right? And this was something that he had never done before. Uh, Of course, his father gave him the instructions on how to do it, but the task was daunting, and it's the first time ever he's building the temple. Think about it, and and yet it's something that he's never done, but by faith, he's determined to do it. And so if you think about that and how beautiful that determination of Solomon was to do what God had called him to do, even though the task was daunting, even though he had never done it before, in the same sense, God calls all of us to be a people of faith. And there are things that God might call you to do and I to do that are above like our, it's always above our pay scale. It's always more than what we can do so that he gets the glory and can show himself strong to us. But we want to be a people that are determined and are still a people of faith who are willing to take steps of faith. A lot of people are not determined to make moves unto the Lord anymore. They're kind of just chilling out. Uh, The word, uh, uh, or to be determined, means to have a firm or fixed purpose. It means to have a firm or fixed purpose purpose as a determined man or woman right one who's determined or manifesting a firm resolution or uh, as a determined countenance you know someone who's resolute someone who's serious someone who knows what they want to do and are going to do it that's what it means to be determined and as christians i mean god is calling all of us to be determined Be determined to follow Jesus with everything that you have, with all of your strength. Give him your all. But we must be determined. We must purpose in our heart. It is an absolute... it is, a, it is, it is a, a matter of our personal choice whether we're going to be determined or not. There are some that are more determined than others. Why is that? Why is that? Because all of us have the ability to choose. And some choose, you know, with my day, I'm going to just seek him with everything I have. 
I'm going to seek him. I'm going to search him. I'm going to want to know him better on this day. It's, it's those folks. I want to obey him no matter what. I'm going to obey him. I'm going to do what he says. I'm going to seek his word. It's those who display determination. And I feel that's what God is, is calling our church uh, to embrace. Too many people today are hesitant when it comes to their faith, uh, indecisive, or are plain unwilling to be resolute in the things of the Lord. It's like, how long are people going to sit on the sidelines? How long are people not going to want to get in the game? Or as they say, we need, you need to put skin in the game. We serve a faith and a God that is, that is a, a, a faith of action and a, a God who sent out the 12 and then sent out the 70 and then commissions the whole church to go forth and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost. But we can't make disciples of all nations if we're not first being disciples ourselves. And the disciple is one who is a, a learned one, one who sits at the Lord's feet, our master, our rabbi, Jesus Christ. Christ receives instructions and then does them because because that's what Christianity is about and so I love his determination we need to take steps of faith we need to not fear you know what God is saying for you to do I know what God is telling me to do so I'm going to England if they'll have me I'm going to London like I shared on Sunday right I mean who am I to preach to you step out in faith and you know whatever Barbican Hall, here I come. But it's always above our pay scale. It's always beyond what we feel we can do. But faith, faith steps anyway. Faith steps anyway. And, and, you know, as believers, we're not in bondage to fear, like Sister Lorena said in her prayer. We're not in bondage to fear. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. Doesn't matter who says, no, don't go, don't go, family member, friend, or whoever. What if God is saying to go? There are people afraid not to go because a family member is going to get hurt feelings or it may cause conflict. Some conflict is absolutely good and necessary because there's conflict happening all around and we need to get in the battle spiritually and we're not even in if we're not determined to serve the Lord with all of our heart. We need to be determined. God is looking for men and women who are willing to purpose in their heart to follow him with determination. One of my favorite verses, and I'm not big on memorizing uh, scripture. I have a problem with, uh, I think, memory or sleep or both. <laughs> or maybe I don't have a problem with memory. I just don't sleep as much as I should. I think that's mostly the problem. Um, but... 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. I mean, we can write that, and we can make a bumper sticker and just put it on our car. Imagine if, you know, I mean, why don't we see that on a bumper sticker? Think about that, that verse. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. God is searching for a few good men and women that are willing to be determined to follow him. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that amazing? That's who we, that's our God. We need to be determined to take steps of faith. 
like I said, it must have been a daunting task, no doubt. And I'm sure Solomon had his his uh, his doubts and and oh my gosh, this is huge. But but he found a way. And how do we become determined people, my friends? You know. We have to be really good gaugers of our walk with the Lord. Because nobody knows how our walk is the way we and God knows how our walk with Him is. Correct? So if we become good, you know, self-examiners, gaugers of where we're at, you'll, you know, oh, it's time. I need to spend more time with the Lord. Because I sense in me indecisiveness i sense in me doubt and fear i sense in me uh, uh, uh lethargicness a lack of enthusiasm a lack of i sense that in me pastor ryan jumpstart me i, I can't i can i can <laughs> that's it it's you being with the lord anywhere quiet place Sitting before him, because Jesus said, remember he said in Luke 18, verse 1, Luke 18, verse 1, uh, Luke writes that he, Jesus had spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Men always ought to pray and not lose heart. The, the, the reason why we lose heart, the reason why we lose determination, the reason why we lose passion and zealousness, I mean, Jesus walked in the church and flipped tables over. Zealousness for his father's house, eating him up. That's the kind of passion we need to have coming in here. And it can't, and, and you know, you can find it here. God can work anywhere. But usually is, is, usually is you know, seek the Lord in, in that private time. Because our father who sees us in secret will reward us openly. And so be a better gauge of yourself and know that if you're not on fire, go get on fire. Go get on fire. Quiet places. Look at the stars tonight. Shut off the lights. Shut off the phones. Shut off the TV. And just... Look up, for your redemption draws near. And you'll, you'll, you'll be different. You'll be determined. That's the only way I, that's, the, that's, how, that's why I'm here 22 years later. I'm still here because we can keep going back to the well. And we got to go back to the well. But you got to be, we got to be good gauges of ourselves. And don't let the tank get on empty. Go Spend more time. Go spend more time. Where's Jesus? All the all, everyone's calling for Jesus. There's more people to be to be healed, and and Jesus left them all to go to a secluded place to pray. And that's like our lives, you know, our work, our madness, and all of this drama, and all of this busyness, and all of these problems, and all of these. We're looking for solutions, but not going to the solution, which is the Lord. You know, we're busy like Martha when we should be sitting at his feet like Mary, choosing the better thing and worshiping him and, and, and getting courage. Courage is what we need to say no to flesh. 
to not fear people. The Bible says that the fear of man is a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord shall be safe. When, when I got saved and then eventually met Clarissa, and my family came after Clarissa ugly. I come from a small family, very small. Older sister, mother, her and I had different fathers. We never got along. She was never nice to me growing up. We hated each other. And I had a stepfather that was abusive. I had a mom who was disinterested in me. So I got saved and I thought, oh man, you know, I can be, I, I can, I can, I'm, I'm different now. I'm no longer that thug anymore. And I can, you know, fix this thing. And I learned that I couldn't. I learned that I couldn't. I learned that God instead moved me out of there. And I'm praying for them, but they still have not had a change of heart towards my wife. And I could have been like many, many young men who said, but that's my mom. But that's my older sister. And, and sorry, Clarissa, you're just going to have to take their abuse. You know, there's a lot of young men who are mama's boys who would never, even for their wife's sake, do what I did. And I did what I did because the Lord was with me. And there's enough scriptures in there that say, what God has joined together, let no man separate. No one. And that's why, you know, that's why Jesus said, and Genesis says that a man should leave his, his mother and father and be joined to his wife, and the two shall no longer be two, but one flesh. It's that kind of courage. It's the only place for peace, and it's the quickest way to help right the people around you. I think it's what's best for my family, that I can pray for them at a distance, and God will send somebody that they will listen to, hopefully. But the freedom it brought, the peace it brought to me and my wife and our home, I thank Jesus for it. But it takes courage. And he's looking for anyone. And, and that's my situation. It's not always that situation. And it, and it was, it was, it's more, it, you know, everyone has a different situation. People who have drama. But in our case, it was very serious. It was like threatening, you know. And you know, God calls a husband to protect his wife. And you know, she don't wear the pants. But don't tell her that. I think that, that that's when we love God so much that we, we are even willing to say, you know, hey, family, like, you know, if you're, you know, if you won't be at peace with us, if you won't, like, at least respect us, common respect. You read how Jesus said, yo, they said to Jesus, your mother and your brothers are outside. They're wanting to come in, but they can't because of the crowd. He said, who are my mother and my brothers? He said, those who hear the word of God and do it. And I learned from that, like, what love is. Love is love. Not love is not respect. And, and my family doesn't have to come to know Jesus. There's a lot of non-believers that can still show respect. There are plenty of wonderful heathens that are sweethearts. And can understand common respect. So they don't have to become Christians here for me to you know, uh, wrap it up with them and they just have to be respectful and they choose not to. They say no thanks. But that's the way it was for me growing up. There was the, 
there was a that's why I joined the gang you know because in that gang they they uh they saw that I was there that I was alive that I was somebody and I was better than what I had at home so thug life is how I lived for a little bit and then God got a hold of me But prayer is a, is a source of our strength because sometimes God calls us to do extraordinary things like speak the truth when you're the only one in that office who believes in Christ to speak the truth when you're the only one in your family who cares about Jesus to speak the truth when you know your friends might cut you off to speak the truth because we don't know whether the Lord will come back tonight and my goodness I haven't seen my friend in 20 years but there are Christians who will not get into the subject of faith like that's a subject it's not a subject it's a life how can I have a reunion with an old friend after 10-15 years and just talk about whatever why do you think the meeting is even happening right it's like because God put you in that person's life for you to say what you need to say lovingly respectfully but say it then your hands are clean mind you when Jesus sent the 70 out he says when you go to a town if there's a son of peace there, meaning if there's a, a person that receives you, go into their house, stay with them, and eat the food that they put before you for a worker is worthy of his wages. But if he's not a son of peace, he doesn't receive the gospel, just skedaddle out of their house and, and do like this with your feet as a sign that the dust of that town or that house is staying there and then Jesus says it's going to be more um, better for Sodom and Gomorrah when they are judged in the future than for those who rejected you crazy anyways a lot of Bible stuff Jesus said that parable and he desired that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. And look at in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, King David also. King David also. And now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. He strengthened himself in the Lord as God. So what do you do when you're weak? Strengthen yourself in the Lord thy God. What do you do when you're weak? Strengthen the Lord. What do you do when you're afraid, young folks, my sisters, my young sisters? Strengthen yourself in the Lord. You're a mature Christian, young sisters, if when you feel down, you learn to just strengthen yourself in the Lord. That's what we're trying to get all the youth to get to that place. We're like, oh, they're down. Yeah, welcome to the planet Earth. 
<laughs> but you get better by seeking the Lord on your own. We want to teach you how to fish, not just lead you to the pond. You know, we want you to be able to say, oh man, I'm down. You're depressed? Join the crowd. We're all depressed. You know, all of creation groans, awaiting for the redemption of the world. Shoot. But just go hang out with the Lord. You'll feel better. Oh, I did, but I didn't feel better. It's because he did it for about two minutes. You're, you're, you know, kids today, they're just, you know, no patience. Get back in there. Take the watch off. Turn off the phone. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.